Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast. You are now listening to season six of the show. I'm your host, Rob Hanna. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Alistair Wells and Shona Wells. Alistair and Shona are co-founders and directors of Penned Legal. Alistair studied law at the University of Liverpool. He was a paralegal at Clifford Chance for three years before moving to Woodford Solicitors, where he made partner in 2014. Alistair is a solicitor specialising in company law, commercial law, employment law and dispute resolution. Shona attended the University of Manchester and qualified as a solicitor. Shona is responsible for the management, finance, admin, marketing at 10 Legal. So a very warm welcome, Alistair and Shona. Thanks, Rob. Hi, Rob. Nice to see you. Great to have you both with us. And before we dive into all your amazing projects and experiences, we have a customary icebreaker question here on the Legally Speaking podcast, which is, on the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very real, if you've seen it, what would you rate the reality hit TV series Suits in terms of its reality? So coming to you first, Shona, if you've seen it, to give us your rating in terms of how real you think it is out of 10. So I have seen it. It's been a long time since I watched an episode. Reality, I'm saying pretty low, to be honest. I'm going to go about four. About four. Alistair, how about you? That's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think I'm going I'm to go a bit higher. I'm going to go for seven because I think there's aspects of it that everyone can relate to, even though the stories are a bit far-fetched. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll break it down the middle somewhere between the both of you, somewhere around a five slash six, which I think is fair. And we'll move slowly on to the exciting things all about you both. So to begin with, would you mind telling us a little bit more about your backgrounds and journeys? We'd love to come to you first, Shona, then Alistair. Sure. So um, thanks for the introduction. Um, So I used to work in, once I qualified as a solicitor, I was working in a private client department. So completely different to what we're doing here at TEND. Um, But I finished work, I went on maternity leave with our first child in 2010. And I have not been working um, as a solicitor um, while while I've been looking after children. So we've now got three children. Um, So coming back to start TEND was was a huge change for me. So, um, but we made the decision. Um, and so I've, I've come back in, in a more management role um, sort of working on the business side, the finance, um, because obviously this is a completely different area of legal advice that we're giving to, to where I qualified. Yeah. And I mean, that's in- inspiring in itself, the fact that you, um, you know, you have a, a young family, you're running the firm and you're, you're sort of in the thick of it. So thank you so much for sharing that. And Alistair, we'd love to know more, a bit more about your journey as well. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as you mentioned, I, I started out like a lot of people desperately trying to get a training contract and, and power paralegaling for about three years at Clifford Chance and then qualified with a firm in in Fulham called Woodford's which was what well, is a, it's a small firm which does a, a range of things mix of high street a bit more commercial a lot of property work and and I kind of found my niche there really within the sort of commercial dispute resolution and employment were the big things I was doing and a bit of corporate as well and and really was very happy there for a long time and it was only when the pandemic came that we really thought about doing anything else and I, I think a lot of things came together at that time for us I certainly never thought of running my own firm but yeah a lot a lot of things came together we were we were kind of realizing like a lot of people I think how much time I'd been away from home while our kids were small I think we realized how possible it was to work differently to work remotely the tools that were out there that enabled that 
that kind of more flexible working. But also, I think a lot of the thoughts we've been having about how there's a need for change in how how legal services are delivered and all of these things came together and the fact that, you know, Shona was starting to think about, well, what, what's the next step for her going back to work? And, and all of these things sort of came together at, at the right time and we had this idea for TEND. Yeah, and let's let's dive into that because I think that, again, is remarkable because during, you know, the lockdown of 2020, you know, a lot of people were, were worried. Perhaps a lot of people retreated, but you both decided to put your entrepreneurial, you know, and perhaps risk hats on and say, do you know what? We're going to establish 10 legal. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the firm and I've been at events where people speak very highly of 10 and what you're trying to do and, you know, changing with the times a lot like previous guests we've had, um, Stevenson Law, Alice Stevenson and Jody Hill, Thrive Law. And I, I really recommend what you're doing in terms of offering a new wave of legal services in, in a modern form, because, you know, my understanding is you've got a strong commercial firm, you're acting for tech, but also creative businesses, startups, scale up. So would you mind, Shona, just telling us a little bit more about Tend Legal generally? So so we obviously we started um, right at the end of 2020 um, and it was just the two of us sat here with our laptops. We decided to go for a fully remote. We don't have a, a physical office. Um, so we work from home and we, Alistair uses some workspaces up in London as well. Um, so it started off just the two of us, which was, it was, it was a big risk to be honest, wasn't it? I mean, we gave mm. up your steady, steady job, you're a partner. And yeah, so, but we just felt really strongly that we could make it work and that we would, you know, give it hundred percent to try and make it work. And so far, so good. Mm. Um, so that was, that was where we started. We decided quite quickly that we would like to recruit uh, someone to assist. So we recruited a paralegal or paralegal slash trainee. And that was um, at the start of 2021. Um, And we've just been sort of just just trying to grow in a in a really steady, manageable way since then. So just just taking taking work as it comes in and recruiting when we feel it's feel it's the right time, um, as opposed to trying to grow too fast or do anything too quickly, just taking it, taking it steady, growing quite an organic way. That's that feels quite natural to us and it feels manageable as well which is important yeah and you're absolutely both doing a great job of that and i love that sort of you know way of way of thinking about things as well because you see so many businesses when they start up they're so keen to hire and they don't know why and sort of they they hire so many people so quickly and it it doesn't work so i love this approach that you're taking that's right and in line with your business and sort of you know organically growing out along with your your brand which is ever present as well but alistair you'll know as well as being a lawyer you know when you run a business it's never straight forward and there's challenges and we're always looking to try and you know understand some of those challenges and maybe you know advise people if they were thinking of setting up their own firm so maybe a two-part question but you know what were the challenges you faced during Tend Legal um setting up uh, Tend Legal and then you know what were the challenges bolted onto that within a pandemic I hope you know we we never experienced these times once again but you know what are some of your learnings from that you know if we ever did find ourselves in these really interesting markets yeah I mean it, it, I suppose the biggest challenge was was t- making that leap you know deciding to actually go ahead with it and we had this idea in March 2020 and we which was obviously in the first lockdown it was quite a stressful time but also we had this this idea and somehow it seemed we seemed from quite early on we, we were very sure that this was the right thing to do we you know I think I was in a place where I'd been doing the job long enough that I was confident that I could do it that I could make money doing it that I had contacts and I suppose the risk the element of risk was well is anyone going to notice that we exist are going to are people going to think that this firm because a lot of what we're doing in, in terms of how we present, we wanted it to be quite different. So a lot less formal than a traditional firm. We're working with a lot of st- 
startups scale ups who are you know the, we wanted to be more like them to be more like the people we're we're working with which does involve being different and that that felt like a risk i mean i, I know there were when we had the photos on for our website for example you know it's it very casual i remember waking up in the night and thinking actually was that a massive mistake wearing a t-shirt on our photos and it, it, are people just going to laugh at it and, and so a lot of i think a big part of the challenge was just overcoming that those sorts of fears that actually and it's partly imposter syndrome it's partly that you know when you start anything new there's always that fear that actually it might not work so so I think that was a, a big hurdle, just just actually getting our heads around it and and realizing that it was actually a reason reasonably good idea, a very good idea, I hope. But but you know, taking that step and and so and and to get to that place, I think we just talked to a lot of people, you know, family, friends, people in the profession, and and it, almost without set without exception, everyone said that's a great idea, yeah. you should do it, which which was really encouraging. And so we did. I mean, in in terms of setting up, I think as I say, yeah, another fear was that that no one would notice us. You know, we particularly, you know, you don't have an office. You, you can, and, and I had this this fear that we'd just launch a website and there'd just be tumbleweed, you know, that you put it out there. But so what? You know, no one knows about us. And so I think from quite early on before, once we'd had the idea, I mean, that was really why I started posting stuff on LinkedIn. And I couldn't, because I was still working at my last firm, I, you know, it wasn't right to, to start talking about the new project. So it was kind of, I thought, well, if I need to connect with people who are going to be interested in the kind of thing we're going to be doing, so talking about values, about things we wanted to change, you know, just random stuff sometimes. But actually, that was that was really good in finding those people it allowed us to find the people that would would be interested and, and that when we actually launched the firm we could you know would be interested to know about that and and would follow our journey and hopefully work with us at some point so so that was yeah that would that would that was was another thing we sort of had to deal with I mean that starting a firm there's also is a whole load of admin the and practical point of yeah, view yeah just the... none of it is actually super hard on its own but there's just a lot of small jobs aren't like there? lining and, things up you know to get our um sra authorization lining up i had to get my practicing certificate renewed and you know and then to get there you've got to get the insurance and the pi cover and you've got to get the quote and you've got to get various things lined up and you know the quote expires after 30 days and um i think we were waiting for something else to come through so it's just just from a practical point of view is that was a bit stressful kind of is it going to come through it's going to come through and then but there Mm. it, it worked out and we were ready for the first of december yeah yeah and that's that's great advice because it's a process isn't it and it's managing that process and having systems in process you know to ensure that you know you can get to the end goal of setting up the firm and i think just to to sort of play on the point alice because something i'm passionate about not only as a sort of you know entrepreneur but as a, a general business person fear kills more dreams than failure ever will and the fact is that you took action and you know yeah you've made photos that are different that are unique but it's also what you want to represent you know you're not trying to be in the traditional lane of it's always been suit and tie suited and booted with this particular shot it's this is us this is our firm this is what we stand for this is what we believe is right for our client and portfolio and these are our values and that's what I just want to talk a bit and you touched on it briefly and I just want to kind of dig a bit deeper as well because it's something i'm super passionate about because not only is this good for clients this is good for people who join firms like you but overall mental health and well-being because let's be real there is real pressure on lawyers particularly in some of these firms and you know their their overall well-being has gone down in recent times and your mission is to build a better more human less formal legal experience for startups and scale-ups so do you just want to talk a little bit more about that because i think it's a really important point that we just need to sort of hammer home yeah absolutely so it was really important to us to 
I mean, the word authentic gets banded around a lot, but basically, to the, that's you know, the photos show us as ourselves. That's you know, we're not we're not trying to fit into a mold. We're not trying to we're not trying to look different. But that's just that's just who we are. That and it, it is we we you know we're looking different to other other law firms. But that's it's just showing us as ourselves, and that was really important. Um, and that's really the message that we want to get across, not just to our clients, but also to to people who work with us. And um, we're fortunate to have some really great people working for us now um and i think they really feel that i hope they feel that that they can be themselves um that we're all in it together it's not a question of us being the partners at the top we're all in it together we're all working together and we just really want everyone to feel that they can be themselves to be open to tell us what's going on if they've got i don't know childcare issues or appointments it's 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 no problem we just we, we have work we need to get done but there's there's no strict rules about how we work and when we work and how we look or you know it's it's everyone feeling comfortable being themselves and hopefully that is a real help for everyone's mental health because you know let's face it everyone's everyone's got a lot of stresses going on for various different reasons everyone's got a lot on their plates and it's just trying to work in a way that allows people to live their lives and do a do a job that they hopefully love as well and that inevitably will have an impact on retention levels as well and the way that you approach things because like you say to be themselves that is not one part of your life as being a lawyer but a full life is family there's other things you know things that go on and understanding and allowing people to feel comfortable and safe to say hey you know i'm having child you know i need to go and pick up my children or this has happened or you know my mental health isn't good this week or whatever it may be allowing those spaces for people to feel like they can be their true selves i think once firms understand that more than just necessarily you know the salary wars that we're seeing particularly in some of the larger city firms i think the more that that is sort of hammered home the far better it would be and you know alice you've had a wonderful career because you know we've talked and touched on the fact that you were with with the solicitors and you know, you made partner and, you know, you obviously achieved a lot in a, a short period of time. But what would you say some of your previous experiences as being a solicitor has assisted you in building 10 Legal? And if so, anything in particular you would highlight that might be beneficial for people thinking of setting up? I think I think one of the things I suppose that was helpful was was training and, and coming up in a small firm. You have to be very adaptable. You have to be from an early stage. You have to be quite self-sufficient. You have to get things done quickly and efficiently. And you have to be very good with people. And it's I'd gone my experience having having worked at Clifford Chance for a bit. That was a great experience as well, but very, very different. I was a tiny, tiny part of a big team working for a huge client who I didn't really get to meet very much. And then going to somewhere like Woodford's on the first week, you'd get given a pile of files. I got the support that I needed. Absolutely. But but, you know, I had responsibility for actually getting things done. I had client contact. You saw the impact of your work a lot more. Um, and really, I think just getting that 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 exposure in a busy firm and building up experience of dealing with a wide range of things. I, I, I kind of often thought, I, you know, I'm quite unusual, I suppose, these days in that I'm not very specialised as a lawyer. Um, I have sort of two or three areas that, that I'm comfortable dealing with, which is unusual. But it sort of it, it brought me to a place where I was working with companies uh, so, so commercial clients who sort of saw me as their as their general counsel almost you know they'd come to me with any legal problem not that I could answer all of them but I could point them in the direction of somebody else or a colleague or you know so so I had that that breadth actually stood us in quite good stead for for starting something new because we realized well that in itself could be a business you know the, the things that that I have um, experience in and as we sort of grown it you know we are getting people who are more specialized in those areas and I can sort of because I've got familiarity with that I can I can help them and, and I 
oversee what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it comes probably being able to to deal with people is the the biggest skill you have to. The thing we talk about a lot actually for a law firm is is how how people feel and whether that's people who work with us or whether it's clients. You know, we think of law as this really kind of technical hard subject, and you're delivering. You know, if you're delivering the right advice, it doesn't really matter. But actually, how people, of course, it, it of course it matters that you you're giving the right advice that you you know you're actually doing the job. But but how the client feels when they come away is is as important as that. And if if they're going to come back to you, if they're going to go away feeling like they've been heard, that you understand what their their goals are, um, and that you've you've put together something to help them achieve that, then they will they will come back. And and similarly with with employees and and lawyers that are working with us, it's about finding what it's about understanding what they want to achieve as well as what you want them to do for you. But the the beauty of and I suppose it comes back to what we were just saying. Mm. But I think the beauty of what's happened since the pandemic is that actually there are all these options for people um, and whilst you know some some employers and some firms will be thinking this is a disaster our employers all our employees all saying they want to work from home and we you've got to get them back in the office and we you know and I appreciate it's difficult if you've got you know a, a big office building but actually it's a massive opportunity because particularly for a small firm like us you know we can't compete obviously we can't compete with magic circle or city um, salaries or big firm salaries but we can compete in lots of other areas and I think in terms of culture and flexibility if you can offer someone the opportunity to work in a way that suits them and their family and you know recognizing the importance of the other aspects of their life then then that's a massive attraction for them and I think we just wanted to create a place where we'd be happy working even if it wasn't our firm and and if we can do that then I think it's not only is it the right thing to do but but it's also this huge opportunity and I think it's allowing us to find people who are really good but don't necessarily want to work in a sort of traditional environment and yeah and it's so important that you highlight that because you know also people sometimes don't graph the importance of this but you know the happier the workforce also you know the bank balance suddenly becomes a lot better as well you know it, it is you know a trickle down effect and so it's it's really important that you know once that culture is established and I want to talk a little bit more about culture a little bit later on and um, you know it's more than just one dynamic the whole machine of the organization benefit from it time for a short break from the show are you looking for a way to get your firm working more efficiently and profitably while ensuring a better work-life balance for your team? Well, if you haven't considered our sponsor, Clio, I'm here to strongly recommend that you do. I absolutely love working with Clio. Not only is it the world's leading legal practice management and legal client relationship management software, it also has a really solid core mission to transform the legal experience for all. Something I personally support. What sets Clio apart for me, it's their dedication to customer success and support. There are lots of legal softwares out there, but I know from talking to Clio users that their support offering is miles ahead of the rest with their 24-5 availability via email, in-app chat, and over the phone. Yes, you can actually call in and speak to someone. Clio is also the G2 crowd leader in legal practice management in comparison to 130 legal practice management softwares and has been for the last 14 consecutive quarters. G2 Crowd is the world's leading business solutions review website. You can check Clio's full list of features and pricing at www.clio.com forward slash legally dash speaking. That's www.clio.com forward slash legally dash speaking. Now back to the show. 
Golden. I guess talking a bit more about processes, because Alistair, in an interview you had um, with Clio, you outlined you liked the fact that Clio is effectively a complete law firm in a bot. It offered the most amount of tools we needed to get started straight away. So I know obviously, Shona, you do a lot of the management of the firm and sort of oversee things. So can you explain further how you've sort of integrated in, and utilized Clio and, you know, the benefits of that to your firm? Sure. So, I mean, we we were really fortunate that once we decided to make this decision to go ahead with Tend and be, be a fully remote firm, you know, we start looking and there's all sorts of the technology out there is amazing. So um, I think you'd already heard, Alistair had already heard about Clio. So we had a look and we, we ran a trial of it and, you know, found that actually it, it offered a lot of things we needed um, to run the law firm. So it's basically our um, case management system, client and matter directory. We use it for storing um, all communication. So it's basically our, our paper file is is a, is a digital file. Everything you need is on Clio. So if someone um, goes on holiday, you know, everything, all communications, documents, everything to do with the file is all stored in Clio under matters. Um, and it does various. I mean, there's still lots. There's still lots of things that we probably haven't discovered mm. that it does. But there's lots of all the you know reports and things that we need mm. are on there. Um, and we link Clio with with Zero for our business accounting, and we also use for our client accounting we use a program called Client with a K, which also syncs with Zero. So it all uh, with Zero with with Clio. Sorry. So they all sort of work together. They all sync together, and it just makes it really really seamless. To be honest, we can access we can access what we need from anywhere. You know, we've got our our laptops. They do have mobile phone apps as well, which I don't use very often because I try and keep it in one <laughs> in one thing. You know, keep keep work in a box in the laptop. But it just means that as long as we've got a secure internet connection, you know, you work you work up from London sometimes, or we can take the laptops away if we need to go away. You can come with us, and we can just access what we need, and we know that we're not going to be oh I can't find that information. It's it's all there. You know what we need is there. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's great, and you know I, I love that. You know what what Ten Legal is a tech enabled firm, right? You're using technology wherever possible to cut out mindless admin, which I absolutely agree with. I'm a big fan of tech and massively into Web3 and NFTs and all of that good stuff. Um, have you incorporated any other sort of legal tech or any other pieces in tech that you think might be helpful for people to know or worked well for you in addition to the likes of Clio? We use a few things. So mm. so we use a software called Legal, L-E-G-L, for onboarding. And that's, that's so it does ID verification, it does AML checks. You can use it to, to get clients to sign sign engagement letters. So it's quite a slick thing. Once the clients, kind of once we've had that conversation, the client wants to go ahead, we can just send them a link. They go onto this Engage platform, which is branded up with our, our brand. And they can, yeah, they, they'll they have to do their ID. There's like, a, it takes a video of them to check they're actually alive. And then uh, just always a bonus for clients. <laughs> <laughs> um, help. And then they, they sign the engagement letter, they can make a payment through the platform as well. So it's, it's just that kind of making things as, as seamless and as smooth as possible for clients rather than saying, oh, you know, you've got to print this out, sign it, post it back to us. It's really trying to address those pain points. Um, so that's good. We use internally, we use Slack for communication, which is something we I, th I think we realized a lot of our clients were using and we'd been using Teams previously, which works fine. But I think what we wanted to do is to offer, particularly with our subscription clients, we, we wanted to offer a sort of shared channel so they can we can have that kind of constant communication or constantly available communication anyway it's uh, um using the tools they use and that's it, it, slack is is great actually isn't it it's, yeah um so so we usually yeah there's a lot of messaging internally throughout the day we will you can you know jump on a call quite easily when we need to as well yeah what else do we use so many i think you've given a really good overview there of you know and just showcase that you practice what you preach you know you're pro tech you're looking for efficiencies but also you're putting the clients 
first because you know where there's friction there's frustration you talked a lot about trying to create a seamless you know a process there and I, and I think there's some really good messages coming out of this that you know to start the firm there needs to be a process you know to run a firm there needs to be processes you need to adopt technology and, and think about things and yes there's a little bit of trial and error but I just love the, the sort of approaches that the, the two of you take to run your firm because it obviously makes a lot of sense because the more you can get this structure and organization in place the more efficient you can be and, and that's the reality you know you want to run your business as efficiently as possible and the fact that you say laptops take them and away we flip them up and we can get cracking again I mean there's not many other firms some of the larger firms that can offer that right now so you've got nimbleness you can niche down you can be flexible and I think that's what's super exciting and just wants me to loop back to the the conversation about culture because you know you make a more flexible modern approach to culture so do you just want to show maybe just talk us through the workplace culture you're aiming to sustain because I think it definitely sounds wonderful at the moment but obviously as evolutions of businesses go on how are you going to ensure you sustain perhaps the current culture or indeed build on that well that's that's definitely something that is a challenge and we do talk about it a lot is um you know obviously like I said we obviously started just the two of us and we were sat next to each other so it was quite easy to communicate and check in with you know do you want a coffee you can't really make a coffee for someone when they're you know up in Manchester and um, so it's something we realized that we needed to be quite intentional about um so that's partly partly why we, we the slack channel works because we obviously you can um message um and call individuals but we also have a team chat which can be for, for firm wide messages but also for, you know silly Friday afternoon gifts as well if someone's you know feeling bored not that anyone's actually got you know that much time to be bored but you know what I mean just to just to have that interaction because we're not going to meet at the kettle or the photocopier I mean we're largely paperless so we're not much photocopying goes on um lots of scanning but <laughs> um so so that's that's one thing that we really we're just constantly trying to make sure we remember that we need to check in make sure everyone's doing okay mm. and we, we try to have we've had a few team lunches courtesy of Deliveroo partner with Deliveroo uh, where you know we sort of say right Friday lunchtime we'll have our, our team meeting lunchtime instead of in the morning and everyone send me what they want and I sort of scurry around sending deliveries to various different addresses and actually they've all they've all arrived I always have a slight moment where I'm going they're not going to get their pizza or their noodles but actually generally everyone's got food within about 20 minutes of each other and and we sit and have a chat over well you know a slack video or teams whatever works um and so just just to try and replicate a team lunch a bit of a treat for everyone um and it's just thinking of ideas more ideas as we go along as we get bigger obviously um it would be harder to to check in with everyone every day so it's just it's just being conscious of it really and i think that like you say the intention intentionality is is really key and 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 one thing we found is is in terms of like having those conversations with people as you get bigger you realize you need to actually put something in the diary so with everyone I have a sort of monthly just check-in obviously we talk most days but but to have sort of monthly check-in in the diary where it's just a, a, an opportunity to ask how things are going you know what are you enjoying at the moment what are you any challenges you've got anything you'd like to do differently anything we can help you with more and those talking through those things and you know sometimes it's a short it's a short conversation and, and they're like no everything's fine leave me alone <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but 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 you know just having I think you have to you do have to you have to kind of make the effort to have those conversations and um, and I think as well in terms of thinking about how we work making sure that we are collaborating with each other so what, 
we were quite clear that we didn't want the firm to be when we set up is we didn't really want it to be just a whole load of individual sort of consultants sat in their homes working away on their own things on their own it that's not that's not the point we, we do want it to be a sort of team aspect to it and so just making sure that we kind of mix things up a bit we might put two different people on one project and they can work out how they how they're going to do it or, or and everyone has their own different areas of strength so so making sure that we keep that fluidity and it's really nice when when you you know you speak to someone and say oh yes I was chatting to you know another team member and, and it's we haven't been involved at all you, you can really see that actually that that's happening and they're sort of working together on projects and as we get bigger I guess that's we'll have to think about how we yeah. how we keep that that going whether you have in different teams that work together or how we do it is uh, something we'll, we'll work out as we go I'm yeah. sure but it's um there's a lot of learning as we go definitely yeah and that's the reality of, of everything isn't it you know it's um you know it's a journey and you know sometimes there will be some bumps in the road or you know sometimes you think something's gone fantastically well and then the next minute you know something happens but that's running business as well as um obviously you know the the day job and i guess i want to stick with you alistair because you know i i'm passionate about this people talk a lot about b2b and b2c and you know it's my friend joshua b lee who says that's all nonsense it's all h to h human to human whichever way you look at it and i think that lends on to what you've mentioned before law is all about relationship every business no matter how big is run by people and if we're to understand our clients and serve them well we have to connect with them on a personal level so could you just give a couple of examples of maybe some that you've assisted or the types of things that you've worked on industries and, and where they've come from because i think that's a really good quote that you shared there and something that i stand by yeah okay so examples i mean i think one example of how we do that is is with our subscription package so we've we've something we've started doing over a year ago is is working with people on a subscription basis so instead of being engaged to a specific project we we take a more kind of holistic view of their business work out what their legal needs might be agree a kind of scope and a monthly fee and then within that is largely unlimited so and the idea of that is is partly that it gives us the opportunity to really get to know client to get to know their business to understand what they need and to be on hand to give advice at a much earlier stage so you know one of the things we've been very aware of is that people don't like to get legal advice until it's absolutely unavoidable generally you know it's too it's either too expensive or it's it's just not they don't connect with the lawyer or don't don't know a lawyer that will work in the way that suits them and and so for for businesses to be able to have that that ongoing support we felt was really important for them it's important for us because then we can give better advice because we know the business that much better because we're on hand we've drafted the redrafted the contracts so the moment someone pushes back on a on a contractual term we're there to say well you know we understand why it's there we understand the parameters of what we can do to negotiate that so it should make the whole thing kind of quicker and and more efficient and more useful i think which i'm not sure if is if this is answering the question exactly so but but i suppose when you say that it's about humans i mean that that really is very true i mean no matter how big the client it is it is about people and you have to understand what it is that they want to achieve so so sometimes um when i was talking to a client this morning actually who we'd help them with their as a shareholders agreement and she said it sounds like it's made up but it is i promise you it's true she said she said oh it's such a breath of fresh air kind of dealing with you because we'd we'd had we had gone to another lawyer to prepare this shareholders agreement and it just she just sent us these documents and we didn't really understand them or we had to go through and and, and change so much and it was all in this really difficult english and it didn't and, and i think what she was saying is that, that they hadn't really taken the time to to listen to her or to understand what she wanted and they hadn't then taken the time to explain what they'd done to help her and and so it was this really drawn out process where these documents were going back and forth and they were they were too long and they were too complicated and it wasn't really what they wanted and so we were able to help them i think we did stick with the initial documents but just just made them shorter more streamlined and, and kind of helped to explain what 
why they were the way they were. I don't think they were bad documents, but but it was that kind of it's coming back to that point about understanding people and, and thinking about how people feel, making sure that you've understood what they want and that you've communicated what you're doing and why. And that makes all the difference. I mean, they were really they were really happy. The job, I think it was it was Jade. In fact, Jade and Neelam have done various things for this client, and you know it was it was quick, it was human, it was pleasant experience, and that's exactly what we want want it to be like dealing with with Ten Legal. So true because you have to meet people where they're at, and you know I think with that you know and I I've had my own experience with setting up my own business and you know dealing with lawyers and I'm I always say you know I work with lawyers day in day out I have my own legal talent solutions business and everything else but I'm not a qualified lawyer so I need you to treat me as idiot proof as possible and just explain this in simple legal terms and not bring the legal ease and I think when people understand that meeting clients where they're at that's where you build trust because sometimes you lose trust when you over engineer your craft and you people don't understand and they think well what is that and why is that suddenly costing me that and you know it suddenly creates so I think the fact that you did that and that's part of your process is so important because you're meeting clients where they're at and I guess that leads me to before we sort of look to the wrap up Shona about the future of 10 Legal obviously it's been an exciting journey you were sort of you know born through the pandemic I think that's a success in itself and to where you are today but you know what does the future look like for, for 10 Legal what are some of your plans and you know what are you hoping to achieve well I mean who knows to be honest <laughs> um, at the moment you know we're we're sort of we're we're happy with the way way things are going but I think we we definitely are looking to continue to grow but I don't think we've quite we haven't decided you know where where that growth will will end or with it if it ends you know we haven't put a number on how many employees we want to have or how big we want to get we'd like to just keep keep working getting some more clients of the in the sectors you know is talking about um tech industry and creative industry the types of clients we really want to work with grow our subscription model and I'm, I'm guessing there'll be a bit more recruitment along the way but just just keep on going in a sort of natural way to be honest at the moment we we haven't set our sights on any particular target at the moment I wouldn't say no. but just just enjoy the process and, and yeah yeah there's such an important point that you just landed on there about enjoy the process because so many don't you know and I always say to people why do you do what you do and some people will draw a blank but when the fun stops stop you know and I think you know you're having fun right now of course there's challenges but I can just see it I can hear it you know you're enjoying running your business you know and what you're doing for your clients and that's what you need because that passion combined with fun will pull you through whatever challenges or you know opportunities that that come your way and you know I've loved learning more about 10 legal I've been a big fan followed Alistair yourself particularly on LinkedIn for some time now so I guess if our listeners do want to learn more about 10 legal Alistair what's the best way for them to contact you feel free to shout out any social media handles or website links we'll also share them with this episode for you too cool yeah I mean LinkedIn for me is really uh the main the main channel obviously our website has has more information about the firm contact details if you want to email us so it's, it's tend.legal we we have an Instagram we have an Instagram the page firm also, Instagram yeah, page tend, tend legal Instagram page but yeah those those are the main ways yeah no and I agree and I, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face as a big fan of LinkedIn I think it's one of the best places for business owners and people to network and meet right and like many people so I'd strongly encourage to connect with both Shona and uh, Alistair on LinkedIn thank you both Alistair and Shona for coming on the show it's been an absolute pleasure hosting you and wishing you lots of continued success with the firm and your future careers and pursuits but for now from all of us on the League Speaking Podcast over and out Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you like the content here, why not check out our world-leading 
content and collaboration hub, the Legally Speaking Club over on Discord. Go to our website, www.legallyspeakingpodcast.com for the link to join our community there. Over and out.